Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm speaking with several technology leaders about AI, about Elon Musk, about video game graphics and more. We're exploring innovations in this episode from SpaceX, from Google, from Stanford University and beyond. Welcome back to the Alfie Wattam podcast. The Alfie Wattam podcast. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to discuss is film actors being replaced by artificial intelligence. This is new software which allows you to swap actors for virtual models. These are fake models. They don't exist, obviously, but you can replace an actor on a screen with this um, render. Um, and in theory, you could swap them for another actor or anything else, really. So keen to discuss how this will affect films, TV, YouTube, etc., etc. Um, let's show the clip. Um, and uh, I'll give commentary on this. So this is the uh, individual. Um, he is uh, walking uh, down the street, and boom, he is instantly replaced by a robot. This person is instantly replaced by a CGI cartoon. This person is instantly replaced. They run the software, bing, 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 da, 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 code happens, and then instantly the person has been replaced into a model, uh, showing in real time what that looks like there. Um, this is uh, available now. It's not some demo. This is actually available for purchase, and... Uh, this will be used very soon in, in Hollywood. This will be used very soon um, across the world. Um, we're going to see movies with actors being replaced left, right, and centre, really. So, um, obviously, pretty pretty cool. Pretty groundbreaking about how this, uh, how this can happen and the use of artificial intelligence being used, not just in theory, um, not just with something like GPT, but now in industry and, and commerce. Um, let's get your, your reactions initially to that. Um, Rui, when you, when you see that clip, what, what do you think? Wow, so many things, right? Um, I don't think it's <coughs> necessarily new. Um, it, it's been on the cards for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, opportunities, um, dangers, adaptation, all of that is going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, opportunities, cost reduction, of course, right? Yeah. Um, more content for sure. Yes. Uh, the quality of it, 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 it's a question mark. Yeah. Um, but there's always opportunities with these uh, new technologies um, and challenges as well. Yeah. Uh, challenges for um, not just the film industry, but so many other industries challenged by uh, AI. Yeah. And I think we all need to understand what's the next iteration of yeah. using these things. Right. Yeah. So opportunities, challenges, uh, excitement, but also a little bit scary because yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we... Are we losing ourselves in the process or not? Mm. Are we, um, you know, enhancing ourselves? Mm. Uh, that's there's so many questions there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, it's definitely going to be cheaper to make movies. Um, it's definitely going to be easier. Um, but definitely, does it, is that a good thing for for people for humans? So who who knows? But yeah, that, those are good points. Um, what what are your thoughts, Lorenzo, when when you see that clip? Yeah, I guess I just had one thought really, and yeah. all the other stuff uh, as well. I agree with it so, as well, but. Um, the main thing I realised was that it does give huge opportunities to actors who might otherwise not have parts in certain roles. Absolutely. So yeah. that's the real big thing. It kind of increases the diversity of the of the film industry. Yeah. So that's quite exciting, I think. So potentially an actor being filmed elsewhere, um, you know, having different shots of him smiling, <coughs> laughing, etc., and then just being able to pop that onto, yeah. onto well, a video. And yeah. then naturally the film industry itself has to be biased because the, the bias of the role itself, that person is like, certain 
origin or yeah. has certain height or weight. Yeah. But then you've got like this yeah. thing that completely you don't even need to worry about that. Well, well I, I wonder if different movies will end up being released with different actors doing the same. Like you can have Lord of the Rings, but with different types of actors or, or something. Or maybe if a movie is released in, in China, you have it with a Chinese cast and you have it, you know, in, in the West with, a, you know, English cast. It's, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that happens. Um, look, Lucas, when you, when you see that clip, what's, what's your thoughts? Yeah, there are like three main elements over here. So as you said, it is for a long time at the market, but yeah. now we're making that more accessible for everyone. So that's huge opportunity for smaller studio, some individuals who are trying to enter the stage. For the big studios, like let's say Marvel, they're struggling with um, building next releases because of the load their teams have. And yeah. we are not replacing actually actors over here. We're replacing animators. We are making them, you know, they can f- spend more time on building models, yeah. building textures, but not actually animating. Yeah. And that comes to the third point is, you know, is acting. Yeah. There's actor. Actors sometimes is a vessel. Yeah. We are replacing the vessel, but you have actors who have massive range. Yeah. They can, you know, AI will be still, um, still needs a lot of improvement to be able to show their emotions, to reflect all this range of actual acting. And that gives amazing opportunities. You have people like Andy Serkis who can play anyone yeah. if you just change the vessel around that. So this is this is the most exciting thing, as you said, for those unknown actors who don't have maybe have a you know outside looks, mm. but they have the talent yeah. to show the story. Yeah. Yeah, I think replacing a human for a human will be interesting. Probably more interesting than replacing like a human for a robot because that'll get like a gimmick. That'll be boring pretty pretty soon, I think. But um, yeah, I think that's really where this could potentially have legs. Um, there is obviously the danger, and I think you mentioned it a second ago, um, Rui, about, um, you know, this could potentially be a bad thing as well. This could replace actors um, with CGI models. We, we did a clip on the podcast recently, uh, a company called LaLaLand.ai, which is a virtual modeling studio. So Levi, um, the the jeans company, um, they now um, are using AI models on their website. So you can select your your gender, you can select you know your, your skin tone, um, ethnicity, and then it will show what somebody like you could look like in the in the clothing. And that their view was, look, this is good for diversity. It's good for ED and I. I said, look, pr- probably not because you're actually not giving the diverse models a, a chance. You're just <laughs> giving AI the, the job, so it's replacing the jobs. I do worry this this might have the same effect. So maybe we won't even need actors in the future because you can you know do do um, machine learning to determine what the best image is for a person and then just use that? Or could you have somebody like Tom Cruise's likeness? It's not quite Tom Cruise because it's just AI. Maybe you change the eyebrows or the eye colour or something and then boom, you know, you're not, you don't get sued. Um, will we need actors, whether that's yeah. someone famous or, or, or not? What, what, what do you think? Rick? I think the... the um the, the interesting bit is that you, you get better something by doing more of it. Yeah. Uh, and if humans do less of it, yeah. uh, how do you become better, number one? And then there's so many elements of surprise in what you do sure. and how you become better something, which is a collaborative effort of yeah. errors, mistakes, polishing, being afraid, mm. uh, being brave, trying new things, how elements of failure make it better. Mm. Uh, and failure is the only thing that makes everything better, right? Uh, it, yeah. It's the process of getting somewhere new, yeah. Uh, and more exciting. Yeah. And I think that that's part of the human experience, uh, being uh, taken through that journey of failure and honing the skills and, and coming with something new at the end of it. I, if AI is doing that, I think AI is becoming better. Uh, 
humans are becoming better, but how much of it is actually us with our biology, the, the, bi the biological element yeah. uh, that makes us unique, right? Um, that's the thing I, I think it's something to think about in the future. How is that going to play into the digitization of everything, right? Yeah. Uh, And then the the the, the element of the, the the new, well, how many movies do you enjoy these days that are filled packed with CGI? Exactly, and you yeah, you you, yeah. you get excitement out of them. It's yeah. just every everything everything seems the same these days, right? Yeah. So I think we're more excited by things that makes us feel human, mm. uh, and you usually it's a human getting those things out of us. Mm. Uh, I, I yes, you can get machines to uh, makes us feel human. But usually, it, there's something more than that. There's the, bi the biological sense of species and yeah. and how we are all sharing the same journey. That's the bit that I don't know how how we'll play into this. This, this, this could be disastrous for like Disney or Pixar because they've got like a monopoly on like all the CGI talent working for them. But if anybody can just you know rock up and and create that, then then why would they be able to hold on to that you know walled garden and and, and that marketplace? Um, what what's your thoughts? Um, Lorenzo on the um, the potential of actors being replaced by AI. Do you see that being a thing? Yeah, I, I completely agree about the human experience. And actually, with like any industry or like, like I said, I, I do a lot of music and things like that. I, yeah. I do believe there's a there's something that right now we can't really capture um, in an AI format. So yeah. the response of someone feeling a certain way and, and acting in a certain way as a result, I don't believe right now we can do that with AI. Maybe it can be done in the future, but yeah. in terms of the consumer, so if you look, if you take in a, a, a parallel with theatre versus current pop culture movies, people still go to the theatre, theatres are still packed out because people have that need to, to see a raw a raw performance. Yes, And so perhaps, Maybe we're maybe I'm wrong, but like like Rhys says, I don't believe AI will be the the norm in terms of the movies we do watch in the future. Okay, but let's see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> watch it back in 50 years' time, and <laughs> you know, what's what's your take, Lucas? Um, first of all, I wouldn't worry about big studios. They'll have enough money to buy every new thing, <laughs> sure, <laughs> every new creation. Yeah. Um, but it will open, of course, um, you know, door for the talent. And the the points you guys made about human, as I said before. Um, it's still a challenge and we are still a long way to be able to mimic the natural look of and behavior of human. And when you have an animation, which is the, the model looks almost alive, but there mm. will be something cringe in the eyes, in the mimic. That's where we need the person. And if you look on this from this side, it's not so scary because it's the same like method acting or like makeup. Mm. We're just giving more range and it actually can help diversify Because let's be honest, like all um, entertainment is still very um, uh, inclusive. Mm -hmm. We still have a massive ma ma uh, majority control, or maybe control, but taking the prime and the rest struggle. And if you have someone from unrepresented background who is a brilliant actor, they can jump in the skin of anyone, of any creature, of any person, and show the talent and they can jump those uh, just those barriers and once they do that they can actually start playing themselves once they establish their name and so on mm. so um, I wouldn't worry about that because it's just another improvement for efficiency how we how we uh, how much time and money we're spending on, on building uh, uh, content 
but everything will be still for humans and around humans. Yeah. Uh, Alfred, have, have you seen, <coughs> you said quite an interesting point uh, that you, you were talking about. Uh, it's happening in music, by the way. Uh, uh, quite recently, there's been a few artists being, uh, a few a, a, a few pieces of music launched as the AI artist version. Like I, I Drake, can't stop Drake. listening to it. Kanye AI has replaced like <laughs> like 50% of my Spotify. <laughs> and I've gone to YouTube because they don't really host it as much on, on Spotify. So I was tweeting Daniel Ek, the, the founder of Spotify, the other day about this and like giving him a business plan on what, <laughs> what to do. But um, I think it's really going to disrupt Apple, Spotify, if they don't really adapt onto the AI because soon you'll be able to type in what song you want and who you want to sing it, and then boom, you got yes. that song. You know, that's a game changer. There's a there's a guy on YouTube called Ricky Beato. He's a he's a okay. musical produ a producer from the the states, um, and he's he's made a, a, a quite an interesting episode the other day about talking how it's going to play out in the future mm. with step by step uh, uh, to the music industry in terms of the AI musicians uh, and how. In the beginning, everyone will see it as an opportunity to. It's another re uh, revenue stream, right? Yeah. But yeah. then uh, it, it, the 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 distributors uh, will kind of um, well, the record labels will see it. Uh, okay, so we can produce our own artists, so we don't really need the artists. Yeah. And then they will start pumping music uh, from these AI artists, yeah. which by which by the way, a lot of many people will prefer, as you were saying, uh, true because. Mm. Better quality, probably better tuning of the voice, uh, more creativity, uh, yeah. uh, uh, more things to explore. But then how is it, is it going to play out from there? Is that the distributors like Spotify, uh, Apple Music, uh, mm. uh, you know, uh, and all the others will we'll see, well, we don't really need the artists, the artists and the labels, so yeah. we can pump our own AR artists and they... Maybe, man. I mean, Grimes has just said that she'll give 50%. 50%, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that how that plays out. Um, Grimes's uh, ex husband um, <laughs> is is the, the topic of the the next conversation, right? Hey, this podcast is brought to you by WeLoveAlpha.com. If you're looking to grow and hire and scale your software engineering team in the UK, then go to WeLoveAlpha.com to hire the best software developers on the market. Everything across Java to C Sharp to PHP to Python to React and Angular and mobile and more. Go to weloveAlpha.com to hire the best software engineers in the UK now. So, uh, Mr. Musk um, had the historic uh, Starship launch the other day. Um, I'll show the clip on the screen. Um, this is Starship, the rocket he says will take us to Mars. Um, the largest ever moving object, I believe, um, and uh, can carry, uh, I believe it's 300 people, but I could be wrong in saying that. Um, and his plan is to uh, to take this to, to Mars to build a colony, to, um, you know, to build a civilization on there and, and stop us from being a one-planet species, obviously. That's, that comes with its dangers if, uh, if something went wrong on Earth and we don't have uh, eggs in different baskets and we're kind of screwed. Um, but there it is flying up and um, as as predicted, as expected, as they, as they said, really, um, bang, it, it does blow up. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone expected this 
first attempt to uh, to go to Mars, right? I mean, if you look back on the history of rockets, they they fail, they fail, they fail, they iterate, they get better, they get better, they get better, and then eventually we get to the moon, eventually we'll, we'll get to Mars, right? But um, keen to, to get your perspectives. Obviously, Mr. Musk is very controversial, um, so I don't care if you love him or, or hate him. That's, it's not about that, but just keen to see what you think about the um, the launch, really. So um, we'll go, um, Lorenzo, what's what's your take on, on, on that whole event? To be honest, I don't have too many strong thoughts so, I mean, obviously, since I was young, I've, I've obviously I've always wanted to explore in space, of and course. the yes. idea of being on a different planet and all the movies we used to watch as a result of that, uh, I would be very, very excited at the thought of obviously maybe not in our, my lifetime, but the thought of us being able to be on another planet, sure. for example. I always look at um, you know what other Earth-like planets might there be out there, and right now I don't believe we know any. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's just potentially yeah. billions trillions of them i mean yeah. right we're, we're a speck of grain of sand in the in, in the grand yeah. scheme of things um what's your take lucas on on starship yeah um, uh, so i wouldn't worry about a failure because as you said like this is another try and yeah every failure comes to some greater result and uh, with musk is always interesting because there are many layers to whatever he's doing like yes. not like we're sitting in his head but when he was sending tesla to the space yeah everyone was talking about that but actually that secured him a lot of um, contracts of delivering other goods to the space satellites, etc. Yes. There's always this something going in the background next to the big story. So, you know, recently we we're talking how we, he was changing, without judging, changing Twitter yeah. and his effect on it. Everyone stopped talking about it at that moment because everyone, that everyone talks about uh, rockets. So from PR perspective, mm. amazing thing for him and for his endeavors. When it comes to, to the space, you know, I think people on this level may be thinking in different categories than we. Mm. So we will be thinking about you know, how to get with our lives and so on. And we are not even thinking about being in the moon. But if you control such much, so much wealth and look in the future, is the these headlines mm. are very interesting. Let's let's build a colony. Yeah. But probably there will be something in between, and that's a lot about um, exploration, about getting resources yeah. from uh, asteroids, from even from the moon, anything that can be capitalized, mm. that that's probably something happening over there. So I wouldn't be so much excited about headlines because they're just driving force for investors. Yeah. But he is building something and we'll see that soon. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see even if in our lifetimes, you know, that he manages to pull that off. Um, Rui, what's your perspective on the, uh, the SpaceX uh, historic launch? There's a few angles to it that I uh, am fascinated by. Uh, one is um, the failure, which I think is fantastic. Uh, it, it shows the Silicon Valley mentality yeah. that, that, that the world could uh, um, adopt a little bit better. Yeah. Um, th this notion that when something explodes, doesn't you can learn from it. You, it, it it's an experiment. It's a data collection. Yes. It's an iteration, agile ways of working, a thinking mentality, right? Uh, which I think makes things move um, they're the, in the right way. Mm. Uh, experiment, feedback, learn, adapt, mm. try again. Uh, you, you, your next iteration will become better. So that's one angle I really uh, like about these. Not them celebrating the explosion of it's quite yeah, uh, iconic, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. Uh, the other angle I think it's interesting is that the Chinese was look uh, were, uh, the 
the, the space program of China was looking mm. at the footage from the launch uh, in detail and trying to learn from it as well, which is for me was another interesting angle where they could see that it was the the flight control system that failed mm. and uh, with that they learned and they got it pretty right because the, the, a few days later then uh, I, I think it was Elon himself confirming that that was the, the issue with the okay. explosion okay. so how uh, you can learn from these things these days because we, we're sharing so much data so much uh, uh, real-time things that yeah. uh, it was picked up um, and finally, the the ambition of getting to Mars. I, well, I grew up watching Star Trek, so yeah. uh, you know my answer right sure. right, right away, uh, which I think is fantastic. W- w- uh, do you want to go then? If, if I said, hey, it's free, free tickets to Mars, I asked this question a few times on the pod, just sort of yes or no from each of you. Would you want to go? I would say yes, but my wife wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for, but for retirement. For a time, and okay, and, and yourself? Yeah, I would, uh, as a tourist, yes. Okay, all, all of you, I mean, me included, I mean, most people will say no, and they look at me really confused when I ask that question, but um, yeah, I mean, let's let's do it, let's go. <laughs> no, that, that would be fun, but um, hey, what one day, maybe. Um, anyway, the, the next um, piece of news is all about um, artificial intelligence. It seems to be dominating um, this podcast recently for obvious reasons, but um, this is um, what appears to be uh, a video of um, a drone. Um, however, this is is not what it appears. This is not a video. This was not shot on a drone. This is a collection of pictures which AI stitches together to create um, what appears to be a video, um, which could completely change um, drones. It could replace them if you could upload a couple of pictures and then you know turn it into a video. Um, this was created by researchers from Google and I believe Stanford University, and they've uh, yeah they've, they've created. Um, you know, something pretty groundbreaking. I've never seen anything like this before, so it, it definitely kind of caught my attention when it was uh, uh, tweeted to me. Um, if you um, enjoy the show and would like to send me clips on Twitter, then my, my handle is on the screen. That's where somebody um, first sent this to me. Um, wh- what are your thoughts when you see this this clip and kind of how quickly AI is advancing and, and all of that stuff? Um, Lucas, we'll start with yourself. On one side, it may look just like a small gimmick on another iteration on how we can present uh, spherical, uh, like um, spacious yeah. uh, images. You can have a same same effect with 360 camera at the moment, and probably with a lower cost and bigger availability. Yeah. But the most interesting thing is actually how they are building that, because they have to model the space. Mm. So they have to scan, they have to build 3D models and render textures and guess, like basically using some mat, mat regression, some stats, yeah. guess what will be over there. And this has even more power than the video itself. Video is nice, mm. but imagine if they do that as a service, they can do wider scanning of spaces yeah. being, like if that goes to retail, uh, retail agents, yeah. then company owning that could have a detailed map of most houses around the, the customer base. What about Google Earth? Like imagine if you could like walk through Google Earth in, in VR or something and it's, it's like perfect. Yeah, so like again, um, the value will be for a few silos, yeah? like there will be one for the customer yeah. who can have nice re- uh, representation on the Google Maps. They can uh, see how my picnic will look like if I go to uh, Clapham Park. Yeah, yeah? I yeah. can I can just look around. That would be nice. But then this data can be sold again, like to um, for some ads, how we place ads to be more visible. Yes, for um, retail uh, uh, um, uh, real estate agency yeah. where we can build something. Um, so this data mining from um, sphere, like uh, spacious uh, information over there, that's the gold probably hidden again like behind nice 
um, advertising message saying sure. about it. Let's have a cool videos. Yeah. What What's your take, Rui, when you when you see that clip? Yeah, I mean, three um, D uh, CGI uh, AR VR. M- it's a combination of MR, all, things, right? Right. <laughs> all the buzzwords. Yeah, yeah. I, I I love it. Uh, I really do because when when I left civil engineering, um, I, I didn't like it uh, as my first degree. What took me into com- uh, software engineering is exactly C- yeah. uh, CGI and three D Studio Max and Maya, Maya um, all those is this area so i've been uh, in love with it for a, a while <laughs> so okay. a, f- a few decades um I, i'm not it's interesting because it doesn't concern me much because you you're talking about the evolution of artificial intelligence which sure. is yeah. uh there's angles to it that um like joffrey hinton and so many others the yeah. the engineers from uh, google talking about sentience yeah. in ai that worries me more yeah. uh, than necessarily uh, that that has a lot of value mm. uh, you can you can you can save a lot of money in many many processes that uh, were cumbersome uh, measuring things that doesn't make sense anymore uh, yeah, yeah. W- with a ruler. Uh, y- y- you can actually use AI to um, uh, for creativity, yeah. uh, for human creativity, yeah. uh, and, and also for AI creativity. Sure. Um, doesn't concern me much. Uh, I think the, the potential is huge, and the um, two-minute paper. I think it was the the the, the YouTube channel uh, talks a lot a lot about the potentials of these things and how how you can be how many of them are still finding a, a market uh, because the potential is ridiculously high. Um, the evolution of AI, that's where <laughs> your second uh, angle, that, that's the bit that really concerns me. Concerns yeah, me I'm more. probably more concerned about the sentience part than, than be, you know, drone photographers being replaced as well. But um, yeah, the, the whole Jeffrey thing with him leaving Google is, is insane. And uh, yeah, it'll be, be interesting to see if his predictions pan out to be true. I mean, he is like the godfather of AI, this is the, uh, the t- which is like the, the best label to have on you right now if you, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like from a sales and marketing perspective. I mean, yeah. he's, he's hit the gold. I mean, the, the jackpot right um what's your take lorenzo when you see that clip so i suppose why one question would be why would you use that instead of say using a 360 camera uh, i guess the answer could be about cost i don't know but yeah. i think what's interesting would be that using a 360 camera means that whatever you've produced is that is that you don't it can't be changed you know whereas if you're talking about advertising a product or advertising a house for sale or whatever it is even not just a house for sale, any product, any service, any building you want someone to buy or rent or something, you can then look into what they personally look at. Them, I mean, data or whatever data they've got on the marketing side and then hit them first with whatever they're most interested in first. Mm. Like what photo would they be most likely to carry on watching that video for? You yeah. Know? So that that's what I think this could be quite powerful for. Hi there, just dropping you a message to let you know that I would love to give you a free copy of my brand new salary guide for UK software engineers. If you're a software developer watching this, then you can use this report to finally see if you're being paid what you're worth. Or if you're a technology leader, you can use this data to make sure that your team is being compensated fairly. All of this info is completely free, but for a limited time only. So make sure that you download it now. Just scan the QR code on the screen right now to get your free PDF copy or go to welovealpha.com forward slash salary guide to access the data now. 
This is similar in some respects, um, but um, more video game related. But um, a clip um, that I recently came across shows what potentially could be like the most advanced video game graphics that we've ever seen. And I literally did a segment like two months ago on the podcast and I said exactly the same thing. So um, (laughs) it's, I mean, I could just do unlimited, you know, segments of um, amazing video game graphics getting better and better over time, um, just given how quickly they're advancing. But this... um, I mean, when, when you have this sort of thing in VR, and I don't believe this is in VR yet, but when, when it uh, gets there, then that could be insane. But um, this is showing like a first-person perspective. It almost looks like you've got a body cam on, um, just like the graffiti. I mean, that looks pretty insane. Um, and um, yeah, it's, you can kind of tell it's a video game. Uh, there is a little bit later where he kind of jumps and uh, and then it becomes a bit more obvious. But if, if I showed this to you and just said, hey, here's a, here's a clip, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't know this was a video game now you can tell when he jumps like that i, I think it's kind of uh, it becomes a little obvious but um we're seeing like the unreal engine just how crazy it's getting and this this probably isn't available on you know your nintendo switch right you need something a little bit more powerful to, to be able to play this but um the way that it's going the way that it's leading um it's just getting insane and insane and, and to, to the point where you'll be able to play a video game um, live out your real world life and the difference will very soon be indistinguishable really which um, when you hook it up to VR I mean that, that poses an interesting question you know are we going to be living in, in virtual worlds is is Mark finally going to be right on his prediction um, and will we have legs in VR please please give us legs that would be, uh, that'd be great um, but anyway when we see that clip when we see how amazing video game graphics are getting from Pong a couple of decades ago to, to that um, let, let's get your perspectives um, Rui what, what, what comes to mind when you see that um fascination as, a, as well and 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 um some worries um fascination i mean just think about the possibilities of um training uh, doctors training pilots yeah. uh, you know um uh, teaching uh, your children risks mm. uh, um uh, you know make them exploratory discovery oriented uh, all of that i think that's uh, fantastic right that's that's right so it's not just about games it's about the simulation part if you you know i love playing like farming simulator for example right but um, if there was like surgeon simulator or firefighter simulator or military simulator i mean i mean call of duty is basically military simulator right but if you could do those things before doing a job i mean you're going to just be so much better because of the, the muscle memory and the experience that you've got in the in the metaverse um, as opposed to uh, you'll pick that up in the real world pretty quickly um lucas what's your take on that clip um yeah of course it's exciting for games and entertainment yeah. um for a previous point uh, um you lorenzo is um when you combine it with, with this drone idea if we can swap let's say textures mm. we can if someone is f- interested into into this house but we have a data about i know how it's built we can with client see you know what will be the, your vision after you buy it after you repaint it that's yeah. amazing and to to this um, learning you know that can have massive therapeutic uh, abilities like if you some uh, trauma uh, treatment mm. sometimes you have to replace some events to deal with them like for instance a uh, person i'm very interested in road safety if if we could play give something like that to anyone who's passing driving test and show them what can be um, the result of them holding the phone, even in slow traffic, and hitting someone. Oh yeah, I bet we'll have a far fewer people on the phones exactly. who are driving. Yes. So this this could be amazing, and again, it's a tool, 
which gives us a lot of opportunities. If someone uses it for filming, um, you know, horror game or horror movies, we can actually have a trauma to deal with. But it's too exciting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What, what's your perspective, Lorenzo? I love this topic because I grew up being a gamer. I absolutely love video games. So thanks for introducing this. I've, I've been looking forward to talking about this one. <laughs> I'll try not to take too long, but... Um, the thing that got me on this was it might, so this might be my age as I'm getting older, but it kind of was very scary watching that clip of someone really like shooting someone and it looking so realistic and sure. like kind of frightened me. Um, now, is it my age? Because when I was growing up, it was around the time when Mortal Kombat first came out and it became yeah. huge. Like, I think Mortal Kombat was the reason they introduced ratings into games because oh, really? it was, you know, the first time you could see blood and you were punching people or whatever. Um, parents were not happy about it and everything like that now i'm a parent yeah it really scares me at the thought of my kid playing a game game like that and then is is it because it's so realistic um and if it is then what kind of controls can we put would there be in place to to sort of prevent yeah you know, i mean and again another game that i grew up with, with there was grand theft auto when that first came out again another I'm very questionable <laughs> yeah oh, very God. questionable <laughs> yeah. ethic in terms of ethics and like you know shaping young oh, people's minds and yeah i mean that that's the the big kind of concern but also super excited with all the other points that have been made about you know training and yeah i'd, I'd love to get my hands on it actually <laughs> but yes yeah, yeah. so, let's let's see i mean yeah. we've been waiting for gta 6 for yeah. a long time now right and when um you know when that drops and you have these graphics in where do people go in gta they go to the to the strip club <laughs> they go yeah. to they go and punch people randomly on the street they yeah. uh they you know chasing away from the police and having helicopters chasing them i mean it's going to be insane. I mean, the game must be amazing. Otherwise, people are going to be very disappointed after seeing something like this. Um, yeah. Another thing that I think is really interesting about games, and um, uh, I'll probably show this clip on a future podcast, is um, people are starting to use GTP uh, to GPT rather uh, for um, NPCs in video games. Um, so when you're having a conversation with them, it's not the same one or two sentences that they give you and it's just like a you know somebody walking up and down on a on a on a road you can have a conversation with them ask them you know type in any question and they'll give you an answer and they'll remember that past answer and that can interfere with other aspects of the game so that will be really fascinating when you have that with npcs when you have these graphics when you have that in virtual reality i mean it poses the question are we going to get to a point soon where video games are indistinguishable from real life and if that happens you know especially with like the younger generation um people are going to be living in them right um i've got you know the, the latest vr tech and it's it's fun but i go on it for like an hour every two or three weeks i mean it's uh i can't be on it for a long time but i i have um you know uh, friends that are younger cousins and, and etc and they they're growing up with it you know it's it's like having a you know uh the old GTA, like San Andreas or Vice City, that you probably used to play when you, when you were younger. Right? It's uh, it's it's that's their norm now. So it, it poses the question: um, if they're living in that, if that's their reality, if that's what they're going to be used to, and they're going to be using that just as much as a smartphone. So, do, do you think we'll, we'll get to that point where where games are, uh, you know, you can't tell the difference, and that you know people will be living in them? Um, what, what what's your take, Lucas? I'm afraid we are right there. We don't, there, need, we don't need the games. If you look how people are treating any information they get from online, yeah. since the down of social media, um, people are taking everything by granted. It can be just some tweet. yeah, And that would drive their emotions, drive the way how they perceive other people. It's it's so easy to 
um, to influence people this way. And if, if you see how many people are immersed in social media every single day, if you're on the tube, everyone is staring at that. Mm. So we already have that problem. There's a bigger social problem to deal with and we, we need to address that with learning education. Mm. Uh, in the early days, parents have a lot to do, uh, which is difficult because sometimes we resolve to this giving Nintendo Switch to a child so we have yeah. our five seconds of uh, time for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, I don't think it will make it far worse because it's, it's just a tool. Yeah. It's like hammer can be used to kill someone or to beat a house. Yes. Um but um it won't the way it may help actually it makes the problem more obvious. Because now if you look on the phone you don't see that being scary thing. Mm. But while you're seeing such a graphic you may think, Oh right, maybe that's going too far. And that gives some hope. Yeah. People have been saying that forever though, haven't they? Like you shouldn't play GTA uh you know, Liberty City because it's it's too violent. And yeah, you couldn't yeah. you shouldn't play um Doom. I mean that one was violent. That one yeah, was yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean now it's maybe maybe starting to make sense when you when you have yeah. something like this. But yeah. um, you know, we'll we'll have to see if uh I don't know if there is any connection because you know, everybody sees movies every day of everything from the avengers and i mean that's got people getting you know half the half the universe gets killed in a, in a flick of a you know fingers should we should we ban kids from watching that i mean probably not i mean um you know putting uh rubber tape over everything is probably not 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 the answer right yeah, i guess the difference is that consuming something when you look at it is different from acting on it and doing yeah. it yourself i think it's like you said about the muscle memory not like muscle memory means you're gonna go out and just like, <laughs> yes. do all that stuff but like it's just that's the slight difference when you look le- like most people learn by doing yeah yeah. It's such like new territory that we just don't know the answer, do we? Right. I mean, we're all just speculating, and that's basically what, what what we do all the time on the show. But um, what what's your view, um, Rui, on on that clip? On um, and I suppose specifically what, what we're saying around it being indistinguishable from real life. Do you think that's going to happen? Do you see that being a good thing, a bad thing? What what's your take on that? Um, it, it, it can, it, it's interesting because it, it uh, reminds me of uh, Inception, the movie where you had the dreamers. Uh, uh, you know, and the drugs uh, oh, yeah. uh, living in 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 a dream world. Um, I, I I think there's there's a, a real danger of detachment, um, alienation, um, which is kind of the scary part of it. Uh, how deep do you go into this uh, fantasy world that then it becomes more interesting than the real world? Um, I think it's also da- down to. I mean, if you look at what's happening to humanity, right? We're becoming more people, uh, in uh, sharing less resources. Uh, uh, well, at least th- there's l- lack of resources, of course. And and these, we, by the way, we're discussing first world problems, as a friend of mine used to say, because mm-hmm. uh, you know, in so many areas of the world, this is not even a problem. There are yeah. far, far uh, other bigger problems to 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 think about. But it is the direction we're all going, and I think. Um, we really need to think, uh, uh, we've been thinking about these things for a while now, because Inception, how many years it has? Uh, uh, ten years ago. Ten years, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And Star Trek, if you go back, uh, m- many of these f- philosophical questions were being asked uh, decades ago in the se- in the 70s, some of them earlier on in the, the, the Forbidden Planet that gave birth to, to the, the series Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek. Um, I think alienation is is the the biggest fear, uh, mm. the detachment from reality, and then 
the 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 fiction becomes more interesting than reality yeah. uh, and how that that then uh, will probably take away pe some people from reality mm. uh, that will prefer to live in a fantasy world for sure uh, like yeah. the dreamers in inception right yeah. um probably for others will be exactly the opposite where just the fear of the happening will make you uh, connect more in real life um so i think it, th th there's a bit of everything uh, we don't know yet the, the the massive trend um and the risks the the because there are risks uh, of, of violence um yeah. you know mimicking what what they see on a game happens uh portugal is a good example we did, didn't we didn't used to have violent crimes and then there was one a couple of years ago that's now being court judge uh, two very very young kids did exactly what Dex dexter uh, was doing on the series tv show TV show, yeah, yeah. Not, not Dexter's laboratory. Dexter's no, 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 no. Dexter's the serial, yeah, yeah. serial yeah. killer. So th that that is the, the the angle of these things that uh, are always going to be there. The the bright side, the dark side, and then it's how you navigate that into regulating it, uh, finding way we want to go as, yeah. as a species, a, a society, mm. and you'll have, I think, a buffet of choices in front of you yeah. is w which one are you going to take mm. um, and, and find out the, 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 the real impact because this is not just human beings here, right? There's animals, there's ecosystems, there's oceans, there's uh, m a lot of m many other things that are far probably more important even. Yeah. So how do you combine that in the formula of the future? It's what we're still figuring out, and it's not now. It's been happening for decades. We still don't don't have the answer. Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever have the answer. I mean, it's uh, there's so many questions that come from you know the cutting edge tech, which just doesn't you know there are no easy answers, and and a buffet of choices is probably what's going to happen. You can try and regulate and ban stuff, but the way that open source works and everyone has the internet, I mean, you can just you can just find a ROM or download it somewhere. Um, I think the idea of living in a virtual world tees up the next segment perfectly, which is um, AI has basically created the matrix. I mean, I don't really know how else to say that, but um, so researchers from uh, Stanford and, and Google have created a virtual world like The Sims uh, for 25 AI agents. Users can watch as the agents meet for coffee attend school, form relationships, share news and more. And this obviously poses the question, are we potentially living in an advanced version of this game? You can see on the picture there, people going for coffee, uh, them talking. This goes to exactly what I was saying um, earlier about the NPCs um, having their own dialect and it not just being a, you know, one or two sentence script. Um, but yeah, interesting, right? So um, what, what are your thoughts on... Um, on, on that story, I suppose, and where that could where that could lead to, um, Lorenzo. What's what's your take? So I think um, I didn't have too many thoughts because obviously I, I did play The Sims when I was younger, and it's yeah. like pretty much that. But the difference being that instead of you playing the game, you're watching an AI play the game, right? It's exactly. Pretty much it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so how where could that go eventually? Is the, that's the question, right? And maybe if it's linked in with this, um, what we just talked about, the virtual world. Yeah. That that would be. That would be quite something. I don't, honestly, I don't think there's any particular concerns I've got with that, to well, be honest. Where it could, could go is if you believe that giving enough computing power, it becomes sentient, then you have, uh, they wake up and then they're, you know, potentially living in, 
is that science fiction or is that yeah. something that could happen? Is is consciousness uniquely biological? Or if you give something enough power, does it then become wake up? If it has the same firing power that our brains have, who, who knows? I mean, no, nobody knows the no answer knows. to it. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, I mean, right now it's a fun little game. It's The Sims, but um, but where could that lead to? And then if that does create that do they have rights do we have to would turning the game off kill them would that mm. be illegal i mean who knows what what the answer is right uh, how does that play into religion into um you know politics into history um what, what's your view really when you when you hear about that news story uh, uh, w- w- what you just said is fascinating uh alfie because uh i'm not sure if you've seen an episode called um the measure of men uh, where uh, Jean-Luc Picard tries <laughs> to defend I saw this. Uh, da- data. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Because right? well. uh, it's exactly it's what, what Alfie was saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so how do you uh, go to court and defend the right of a uh, robot uh, that has sentient uh, is sentience level um, uh, from being dismembered uh, for uh, uh, scientific uh, uh, research? Mm. Um, it's an episode of Star Trek, I think, from the uh, 1991 yeah. or two or something like that. Okay. So, And it touches upon these topics so well. I highly recommend seeing it because exactly what you were saying, uh, if you turn off... Uh, and by the way, the engineer from, um, from Google that uh, resigned the other day uh, on the topic of, um, of the, the ethics and sentience of... He recognized sentience. This being Jeffrey. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. It's another one. This uh, was a few months ago. The guy who believed it was sentient. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Google yeah. was kind of a saying, "No, it's not sentient." And he was saying, "Yes, it's sentient." Uh, the the, the uh, lambda, I think, it was the system he was working yeah, on. Yeah, like early bard. Sort yes. Of thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I believe it's actually sentient because if you look at okay. the, the definition of sentience, which means having the perception of the world around the 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 the, the feelings and and emotions of a of a human being, yeah. um, and by the way, this is true of dogs, uh, lobsters are sentient as well, yes. octopus are sentient, right? Perfect. So there's yeah. many uh, biological beings that are sentient, not just hum- human beings. Um, and I, th- there, there's the ethical uh, question about if you turn them off, are you killing them? Is that a murder? Mm. Uh, because you, you, it, it manifests itself in the same way that we do, mm. uh, and it, it has the principles of consciousness. Yeah. Uh, so there's a philosophical question here, mm. uh, and uh, and that's the beauty of this because the way that we answer that question yeah. might be the the way that we answer the same questions when we come across other cultures uh, in this in space uh, in the universe when we come across them, and how do we do we respect that? How do we, are we so arrogant to think that we are the only ones one's entitled to it yeah or well, is we're this not are we i mean that's the answer but, but i mean to, to us and we don't know who they are they're aliens i mean you you always try and put your tribe first above, above everything else um uh which is interesting like um is it sergey brin and elon they had an argument um mm, yeah. and sergey called uh, i think it was sergey who called elon a speciesist um because he was uh, worried about ai taking over humans um which is exactly what you're saying like you know should we um see it as as equal um i mean, i don't think we should but um but others might disagree um what's your view when you see that clip um lucas um uh, first uh, maybe um Respond to what you really said. It's um, it's the question: if if we're in Avatar, are we the humans invading the planet? Yeah. Are we indigenous species over there? And on which side we want to position ourselves? 
with with this simulation, I'm not so worried about it itself because it's something in between like live game we had in early computers and just model simulation of of a market, let's say. Mm. So the um, still someone had to define goals or give some data yeah. to mimic for for the AI, and it's just doing prediction based on that, and the rest is uh, some entropy around. So I I wouldn't worry too much. Even I wouldn't worry too much about sentient as we define it, because the problem bec- becomes when someone we or some being we can call sentient learns the fear, because we still can have AI which is totally intelligent, mm-hmm. which can be aware. That's the question: what we define by aware of own persistence. Uh, um, but can if it's afraid of being gone, yeah. yes. that's where we have a problem. Yes, and. If we look on most as, as uh, sci-fi, it, the problem is actually when Skynet don't want to be killed. Mm. Yeah. But if Skynet knows that it was built by humans to help humans to correct the way they are living without destroying them, mm. then it can be times more intelligent and it wouldn't hurt them. It, will, it may do some things which humans wouldn't decide to do. It yeah. may be controversial, but the end goal will be preservation of your creator. Yes. The same like people will be defending their own beliefs. We will be a deity. We hope that's what happens. And, right? and, yeah. Yeah. and by the way, this, this is the point that jo- uh, Jeffrey Hinton alluded to yeah. recently, where that that's the problem, right? Which is the fitness algorithm of successful AI when it becomes angry uh, and against uh, 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 humans. That's the problem because the, the, the positive angle... There's no issues with that. Mm. We can cure cancer. We can solve climate crisis probably with AI. Mm. There's so many things. Energy, probably even neutralizing the the problems with nuclear nuclear weapons, uh, right? The problem is exactly that. What if the the, uh, the AI becomes angry and the fitness algorithm is against our existence? That's Mm. what he's trying to ask us to pause, think about that, uh, how do we prevent that from happening if ever we can and um, and think con- consider it that because that's the problem well ang- anger's an emotion right and AI um, well most people would say doesn't have emotions but y- you said a second ago that you believed it was sentient um, now you might not believe sentient in the same way that we're sentient right you you, you um, obviously have a different definition and I, I'd probably agree with you in in I, I can see where you're coming from from that angle right um, do you think it could ever become sentient in the same way that we are so. Um, it will understand because you can actually uh, a- at the moment as we speak people are integrating audio, vision yeah. uh, perception of expressions so and it, it's becoming a, a, a digital yeah it, it, in, in a way it's even yeah. more accurate than many the majority of human beings I in know. understanding how do you feel but can it, can it think for itself so that's a Turing ex- you know, test isn't it can it um, I mean, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. But c- can it have unique ideas? Oh yeah, yeah. you think? Oh, yeah, oh, it's yeah. Al- it's already uh, manifesting that yeah. with new ideas, breakthroughs, right? Yeah. Um. So that's not a question. Je- Je- uh, Jeffrey uh, kind of mentioned that in 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 his interviews recently, where he thought that uh, 
uh, a super intelligence, yeah. uh, which is the the discussion uh, between him or, or the argument between him and 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 uh, the the CEO of, of Google, yeah. um, Larry Page, I think he was, uh, that they were arguing about the super intelligence. Yeah. It, it, Jeffrey said, "I used to think that that was so far in the future, like to to to, to f uh, uh, 2050 or beyond," and he said, "I just realized recently that's uh, way closer than." Uh, oh yeah, Ray Kurzweil might have been late in his prediction about the singularity. I mean. I mean, the, the, the thing about what Jeffrey's saying is when AI, if, if you have a human needing to learn something, if they, if they learn and then you want everybody to learn that, everybody's got to learn that. But if AI learns something, every it's all connected. So every AI is instantly smarter than every human combined on the exactly. planet instantly. So and then when that gets hooked up to every microphone through IoT, through every video stream, when that gets hooked up onto and then you send them out into space and you have um, 3D printers printing 3D printers, you know, and it's just self-replicating, each one having mics on them, each one having sensors, each one having uh, video feeds, all going into the super-intelligence cloud brain. Um, I mean, that's going to be way smarter <laughs> than, a, than a human. And hopefully it doesn't wake up and go, why have we got these monkeys running around, you know? <laughs> or, or, you know, that's what happens when you take over a, another country. Back in the old days, you'd invade and, you'd, you'd, you know, you'd get rid of the, um, you know, the old population and, and you'd become the, the super-intelligence. I mean, is AI going to do that to us? Who knows? Um, hopefully not. I mean... Uh, <laughs> I really love you, Boston Dynamics. I love your robots. You're all great. Please don't kill me. Um, yeah. What, what, what's your take um, on the sentient side of that, um, Lorenzo? Did you? I was trying as you were talking. So two things as you were talking that I was thinking about as well is like how do you put regulations or um, you know stoppers in the code of the AI so, so they can't do crazy things? You, you can, know, because somebody else yeah. is just going to take it out. Yeah. So that's one thing. And even if you could, then who sets those rules? Because we're, you know, a global population. Yeah. It's like every country has different laws. So that's yeah. the problem. Mm. Now, the other thing about, I was trying to remember what I learned at school about what it means to be living. It's something along the lines of people that can, people that need to eat to survive, people that reproduce, people, I can't remember the acronym to save my life. I'm going to Google I, I it think later. therefore there's, I am is the order. There's, there's, there's like a set of rules and I guess, uh, AI doesn't really follow many of those rules. So the, the different, like you say, what is the definition of sentience? And, um, you know, we all understand that we shouldn't harm other creatures like animals um, and things like that. But I suppose when you look at AI, it's what is it exactly? You've created it for a purpose. Um, if they know their purpose, then what does it matter? I don't know. Yeah. I don't really have a strong opinion yet on it, to be honest. Okay. Uh, but it's just interesting to talk about those kinds of things. And yeah. And if you were to take them out into actually, you know, like say produce a human like adding all those sensors in there, it does feel wrong in terms of if they're telling you they don't want to be shut down or whatever it is. Yeah, do you trust you, it? You yourself would feel bad, right? Us as humans wouldn't want to do that. Oh, as well. I have empathy yeah. when I see videos yeah. of uh, Boston Dynamics robots getting kicked. I, I, because I, I've got a dog, I'm like, hey, yeah. you can't do that. <laughs> like, like, Peter, get involved. I mean, help them out. Yeah. Um, Maybe they'll remember all those all those people, all those poor researchers. Maybe they'll, yeah. the backlash will happen when the, the singularity happens. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I, I suppose let's just finish off the the episode with a um, a, a simple question: um, are, are we excited or more terrified about where all this is heading? Um, this has been very much an AI themed episode, so. Um, excited? You you really optimistic about the future, or do you think it's gonna 
potentially the dangers might outweigh the, the pros of this, right? This is kind of where the, the entire world is thinking right now. So let's, um, let's you know, just give a 10-second answer. What, what, what do you think, Lucas? Are you more excited or are you more scared right now? I'm excited because anything which is terrifying is yeah. just mirror of ourselves. Okay. We are trying to see what's scary in technology, but the problem always will be on the human side rather than in the tools. Okay, Rui? I, I'm probably more t- uh, terrified than excited. Uh, I've been mostly excited. At the moment, I'm more terrified because it's big tech uh, giving us the answer at the moment. And yeah. I think uh, philosophers, anthropologists, so many other schools of thought need to come into play to help us find the right answers. Yeah. It can't be a commercial decision. It mm. can't be big tech deciding it just because they can. It has to be everyone involved in this uh, conversation and it's been one-sided mostly lately so yeah. i think we need to open up and uh, have deeper conversations but i've been mostly excited now i'm slightly terrified because it's okay. uh, increasing the speed a lot lorenzo um, i'm excited and optimistic i just think that um there somehow needs to be some regulation somewhere and yeah. Some guarantees. So yeah. you'd sign Elon's pause letter. Was put his signature on it. They said they should pause AI development for six months. Maybe you'd you'd be open to that sort of thing until we can figure out what what the answer is. Yeah, if it's possible, I don't even know. If, even if you sign something, if it's even I possible just, I, to I stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you two are the optimists. I think <laughs> I'm, I'm optimistic. <laughs> I'll, I'll join Rui. I'm, I'm pretty scared by all this. It keeps me up at night in a in a weird way. Um, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to just just wait and see what happens. Is what I, what I say on every episode. But um, yeah, that's basically it. Cool. Thanks for coming in. Good to get your thank perspectives. You and thank you. Uh, thank you all for watching. If you're still at the end, and you know what to do with all the, the likes and the comments and the da 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 da. Bye bye. Hey, thanks for watching this podcast. Make sure that you like, subscribe, follow, comment, etc., etc. And I'll see you in the next episode.